Welcome to an episode of the EGCC Alumni Podcast. I'm your host, Alumni Coordinator Kelly Frazier, and join me as we highlight the stories and accomplishments of our graduates and discuss topics geared toward the personal and professional development of our alumni. So today is exciting because it is our very first episode and also happens to be the very first day of Black History Month. So I thought it would be appropriate to kick things off with a conversation about diversity. On the show today is Julian Walker, who is the Director of Equitable Initiatives here at EGCC. Hey, Julian. Hey, how you doing, Kelly? I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today, and thank you for being the inaugural guest of the Alumni Podcast. Awesome. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to be able to talk with you all today and with everyone. All right. So our alumni are professionals, whether they're running a business or working within an organization. Diversity is a part of their environment in some form. And as of late, DEI is an acronym that has become somewhat of a buzzword as of late. So for those who aren't familiar with the term or really just don't know what the term is, are you able to explain what DEI actually is? Actually, yeah, yes, definitely. Um, like you said, DEI has become a buzzword, one of those acronyms that we throw around in America nowadays that some people just like to use and don't really understand. Yeah. DEI is a combination of three words, um, the first being diversity, the first being equity, and the last being inclusion. Um, and, you know, diversity and equity, a lot of people think those are, are similar, but it's a little bit different. So diversity means that um, the diverse field or the differences of people and backgrounds and cultures and races and religions um, of people at a table. Um, equity speaks to everybody's access and um, inclusion keeps about talks about including all of those people and not only in, including those people but even those who might even have a lesser voice so yeah diversity equity inclusion kind of encompasses the whole field in general okay excellent thank you um that was that was very that was a very comprehensive um definition of dei and i can bet a lot of people didn't even know especially the equity part a lot of people probably don't know the equity part so that was good so you know I know that diversity is very important um, at the college here at EGCC. In your role as a director of equitable initiatives, what is your specific focus as it pertains to diversity at the college? Well, there's, that's, that's a great question. And, um, this is a brand new role um, in a brand new department, honestly. It was just created um, during the summer of uh, 2020. Uh, well, the, the, our department was created during the summer of 2020. My role, my position came into being a year later in 2021. Um, as you mm. know, the world got turned upside down in 2020. Oh, yeah. You know, with political unrest and, and, and the pandemic and everything else. And this really um, was birthed out of our President Michael Gagan's um, desire to address that issue here at Eastern Gateway. Um, and from that, we got our um, Chief Diversity Officer, Ms. Um, Carla Martin, who I work under in the Office of Institutional Diversity. And then a year later, like I said, the Director of Equitable Initiatives, that's me. And uh, my role here at the college really is to look at um, 
how equitable we are. And not only look at how equitable equitable we are, but where we can do better, some things we are doing well, um, make sure that we can uh, use those practices and institute those practices um, at different places in the college. And make sure that we're getting exposed exposure to um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, sometimes that's in the form of cultural experiences. Sometimes it's in the form of training. Um, sometimes it's in the form of uh, student groups, like the Black student groups. Right. Or mentorship, mentorship groups um, to address um, persons uh, identified classes that, that need more help than others. But yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, it's a it's a very broad spectrum and we're kind of looking at everything and developing it as we go along. I'm glad that you mentioned um, the Black Student Union because I'm finding that a lot of people, a lot of students and even alumni just had no idea that the Black Student Union was was in, in, his, in his existence. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up and, and shedding some light on that. And then as a bridge, um, shameless plug, we did um, recently um, establish the Black Alumni chapter of Eastern Gateway, which is to sort of serve as a transition, as a bridge from the Black Student Union, um, because we still want our students who become alumni to still be engaged with the college and to still participate in our student groups um, and, and now alumni groups. So those of you who don't know about the Black Student Union, um, it is out there. Um, make sure you reach out to Julian um, and he will get you uh, connected. And then from that point, if you are um, a student and you get uh, hooked up with the Black Student Union, you'll be able to seamlessly transition from the BSU to the Black Alumni Chapter. If you're an alum and you are interested in getting connected with the Black Alumni Chapter, definitely reach out to the alumni office, alumni at egcc.edu, and we will make sure that you get connected with uh, the Black Alumni Chapter. Yes. So from an alumni standpoint, Julian, how can our alumni support the diversity efforts efforts at EGCC? How can they work with you and work with the college to, to champion diversity? Well, the first step, like you just um, put out there, is to really get in touch with the alumni office and get connected, be a part of the um, EGCC graduate community that we can access you, that we know how to reach out to you, that we know that you're able building and have the resources and others time to be able to to give back and that is so important um in just dealing with the african-american community right now mm-hmm. um that's so important in our community because um like i said i said a minute ago we also have a mentorship group. right now that mentorship group is dealing with college, uh, students who may be struggling who may need that guidance um we still, as people of color, as African-Americans, and specifically African-American men, have a high percentage of first-generation college students. And Kelly, I don't know about you, but I was a first-generation college student um, when I first went into undergrad back in 1995. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, so many years ago. <laughs> Seems like a billion years ago now. It feels like <laughs> it. <laughs> and, when, and when I first went to, to college, you know, I was excited to be there. Um, my parents, who were blue-collar but middle-class workers, they were able to afford for me to go there. But at the same time, I had no idea what it took. 
I knew what it took to get out of high school. I was comfortable with that. I was confident. But when I got to college, it was a whole different game. And it's a different game that we have to learn how to play as professionals, as burgeoning uh, burgeoning professionals um, in the field of where we're going. Yes. And too often, we don't have those mentors that we're comfortable with. We don't have those guiding lights that we're comfortable with. Um, We look at other people having um, groups to go to and people to turn to and uncles and aunts and family members, and we just don't have those type of resources and networks. So these type of mentorship groups we're using and we hope to use to be able to um, facilitate that change, to facilitate that next generation really stepping into um, who they are and who who they're meant to be in that. For sure. And I think that's an excellent way um, for alumni to to give back and to help champion the diversity efforts at the college to serve as mentors. We have a lot of um, BIPOC alumni who um, are just really, really excited to find ways and opportunities to give back. And I think that's a great launching pad to, to do that. And so um, I'm sure that we'll hear more about the mentoring opportunities um, as far as diversity is is concerned and more of our alum can can get involved with that. So, you know, kind of moving from the academic space and just kind of touching a little bit on the professional the professional space, because like I mentioned, you know, our alumni are professionals and they're, you know, in their their various organizations, whether they are running the organization or they are working in an organization. Um, so, so from that perspective, what would you say that diversity should look like in an organization? Wow. Um, it's a hard question. It's a hard it, question. It is, it, it is a hard question. When I think about it from the aspect of some of the places that, I, that I've worked as a professional, um, I've worked at a, a number of places, actually. And, like, for instance, I used to work in social services where it was it was dominated by women mm-hmm. in the field. So to see women there didn't make it more diverse. To see more men there made it a little bit more diverse. Mm-hmm. Even though even though to be honest, if you were a male there, you were more likely to be a manager. So mm-hmm. looking at looking at that ratio of um, of the, the lead the management versus the frontline workers, looking at um, looking at the diversity, not only in terms of race, but in terms of culture, in terms of gender, um, in terms of um, uh, religion even, because especially when you're dealing with people in the public, um, America is becoming a much more pluralized society than it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. And for us to, to recognize that, we have to recognize that the people who are going to deal with those Americans, those people, um, need to need to reflect the culture that they're that they're dealing with. Um, we talked about this Black History Month, but you did say BIPOC, which I'm glad you said that. Because people of color um, re- represents more than just blacks. Here at Eastern Gateway, we have almost 19 percent of Hispanic Americans um, as our student body. Wow. You know, so the question is, do we have 19 percent of our staff? Is 19 percent of our faculty? You know, are 19 percent of our student organizations? Are, do they reflect that? And what those are things we're working on as DEI professionals. So as a professional, when you go into wherever you're at, um, 
number one, it's good to remember that even though you might be the first, you don't have to be the last. Mm. Maybe you can make that change. Maybe you can talk to HR or be the one to present um, something professionally to um, the leadership team wherever you're at to be to bring it to their attention. And my mother's used to say, my mother's from South Kelly. <laughs> say you get most <laughs> so this this one of those southern sayings. Um, you get more flies with honey than you do with Yes. Which simply means um, sometimes it's about how you present something. Um, it's very easy um, as a black male to be accusatory and think that people see things the same way I do. When sometimes I didn't realize as I became professional mm. and deal with people from other cultures, they can understand how I see, or they can they never saw what I see. So bringing it to their attention in a way that's that's gentle that they can receive it without being acute to it so so key and being patient as they walk through that. Process. That's good. That is that is good, and you know, and we can even kind of take diversity another step and and you know, saying diverse perspectives. And, you know, I think you saying that, you know, it, that sheds light on that, just being, you know, having a diverse um, environment of different perspectives and being open to those perspectives and with different cultures come different perspectives. Um, so I, I think that's great. And you touched on another great point um, as far as when you enter these professional spaces, you may be the only, but you don't have to be the last. And that doesn't necessarily mean, from my perspective, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, if you're in a position to hire or in a position to influence hiring decisions that to only hire people who look like you, but you want to make sure that they're, you know, equipped to be in those spaces, which that's where the mentoring pro uh, programs come from that you were just talking about, you know, and, and those mentoring programs are great opportunities to prepare, you know, our alumni to be in those spaces and to be qualified in those spaces. So it's not just a given, but you want to be prepared and qualified to be able to receive those opportunities when they come. So, so true. you, you, you really, you know, you, you made a great point. I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up. It's not just about, you know, giving somebody something, but being able to be qualified to earn that space too. So, so Julian, to kind of wrap things up here, um, did you have any final words to offer um, our alumni um, or friends of our alumni on the topic of diversity? Um, what they can do to contribute to diversity or, or just a word? Do you have anything uh, that you want to add? Oh, wow. Um, just, re just remember, um, diversity is more than just you. Yeah. And I say that as a, as a black male mm -hmm. um, who works, who has worked in fields where I was a minority as an African-American, where I was a minority as a male, mm. um, as a male. And actually, even when I was um, equally represented as an African-American, worked in all of those types of situations. But I had to realize diversity was more than just about including people like you touched on very briefly, that look like me, that sound like me, that walk like me, and that talk like me. Um, diversity oftentimes is uncomfortable mm. because at times it doesn't look like what we're used to. Mm -hmm. And even in those cases, it's a good thing. 
everybody shouldn't sound like me. Everybody shouldn't have the same ideas as me. Mm. If they did, we would need everybody's input. But we need everybody's input. We need everybody to make this world, this country, this state, this city, wherever you're at, a better whatever it is. A better organization, a better place of employment, a better college, a better home, a better family. We need those diverse inputs to make it who we are. That's a good word. That's that's a great word to wrap up this episode on. Again, <laughs> again, Julian, thank you so, so much for taking a moment out of your day to, to talk with me about diversity, to share these gems that you just dropped about diversity and inclusion. And I'm just really looking forward to seeing how, you know, the college continues to push forward its diversity efforts and how our alumni, how we send our alumni out into the world and the difference that they make in diversity. So thank you very, very much. Um, and we will talk again soon. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, Kelly, for having me. Good luck and congratulations on this. I'm glad to be the inaugural, but like, like we said earlier, I'm glad to be the first, but not the last. Absolutely. So, <laughs> look forward to coming back and visiting with you anytime in the future. Excellent. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the EGCC Alumni Podcast. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday where we will get to meet and catch up with one of our Gator grads and get a front row seat to their journey. Remember, it is a great day to be a Gator grad. <laughs>